Queen for the Moon. I am Taylor Bledsoe. And I'm Annie Henry. And on this podcast, we interview interesting people from a teenage perspective. That's right. And today we'll be interviewing Chuck Bryant, who is one of the co-hosts of the podcast Stuff You Should Know, which is also co-hosted by Josh Clark. This podcast has been downloaded around a billion times over its 13-year period. So, here's the interview. All right, welcome, Mr. Bryant, to the podcast. Now, a lot of people know who you are. You're known as Chuck Bryant in the podcasting world, and you're one of the hosts of the Stuff You Should Know podcast. Your co-host is Josh Clark. So before we get started, thank you for coming on. It's awesome having you on. Hey, thanks for asking me. I'm always uh, surprisingly easy to get to do this stuff. So all you got to do is ask. I'm always happy to help. Awesome. Yeah, it's incredible having you on. Maddie and I were listening to your podcast, and it's awesome. Any listeners who haven't listened before really need to. Because it is an incredible, I've learned a lot. Maddie was telling me about flying squirrels and the Superman pose. So it's just oh, really cool. interesting. Well, I'm glad you like it. I see that poster of Einstein in your room. Yeah. So uh, you must like to learn stuff. That's awesome. I do. And so does Maddie. So before we get into some of the other questions, we just kind of wanted you to introduce yourself. Could you tell us to the people who don't know much about your podcast, like what does it do and why did you start it? Sure. Uh, Like you said, it's called Stuff You Should Know, and we are in uh, going on our 13th year of doing the show, and it is uh, sort of a general knowledge podcast. Uh, Twice a week, we uh, we tackle a topic. It can be history or science or pop culture or kind of you name it. Um, We can kind of cover anything that seems interesting to us over about 45 minutes, and we like to think it's kind of a a knowledge podcast where you can also laugh. It's sort of a half comedy, half um, teaching podcast. And that's always been one of the things we like most about it is having fun and then also uh, learning stuff ourselves and then passing on that knowledge to others. Yeah, that's definitely really interesting. And you can definitely, if you listen to the podcast, you can see the dynamic between you and your co-host. And it's very, that's one of the best parts. You're learning stuff and there's a fun dynamic. So it's very fascinating. Cool. Thank you. Well, that was the objective. And, uh, like I said, here in our 13th year, I think we've gotten gotten it down pretty good by this point. It, it is really well produced. I can definitely give you that. So why did you guys start this podcast? Well, we were writers for a website called HowStuffWorks.com. And that is where uh, a lot of the earlier episodes for the first four or five years came from, which was these articles that we were writing. And they were science articles and history articles and pop culture articles where we would do all the research and then we would write it out in uh, the the format for the website, which is, um, you know, they were well-researched and uh, and put together in sort of a fun way to read. So it, it was the basis for what would become the show. And our boss came to us and said, hey, what do you guys think about trying this new podcast thing out and just talking about some of these things you're writing about? And we did it. And it was just sort of a little side project at work and it got bigger and bigger and kind of became our main job after a few years. And that's sort of been that way since then. And that's really interesting. So I want to ask, because I know this is a, a lot with podcasts that I don't know if a lot of people know. So when you start a podcast, your life changes a lot. So you're recording episodes, you're researching. And for your example, you're posting things, you have to figure out the system. 
So how did your podcast change from just being another podcast to like one of the most well-known podcasts in the world? Could you kind of describe what happened there? Well, we kind of got lucky, Taylor, uh, if you want to know the truth. Um, we were in pretty early, so there wasn't, uh, it wasn't like it is today. I mean, there were a lot of shows, but not, you know, tens of thousands like there are today to kind of sift through. Um, it's a lot harder to get noticed these days. But back then there were fewer shows and we got featured um, on the iTunes ranking list um, pretty early on in the top 10. And that's uh, turned out to be a really, uh, a really fortunate thing for us because that's where a lot of people, and I think still do, a lot of people come to podcasting um, as new listeners and sort of look and see what's popular and what the whole sort of medium is all about. And when you have your show up there and you have your little logo up there, uh, people will give it a try. And I guess people liked what they heard and uh, we were fortunate enough to kind of stick around. Yeah, it's really so incredible. So y'all tackled a lot of stuff from squirrels to space, space weather. So what's your favorite episode that y'all have produced? That's a good question. Uh, we've got about 1400 episodes, so I'm, I can barely remember half of them. Um, I, I tend to like the history episodes a lot, um, especially the sort of little known history um, when we can uncover and um, and maybe tell people about something they might not have learned in school or that we didn't learn in school. So I really like those. Um, I also really like, um, I'm a big fan of individual episodes like the Muppets episode and the Jim Henson episodes. Sort of, they, they kind of go together and uh, he was a great man and he's kind of a hero of mine and I, I still love the Muppets. So those are a lot of fun to do. That's awesome. So what advice do you have for beginning podcasters who are kind of trying to navigate the ever growing podcasting world? That's a great question. Um, I always, it's kind of a three-part answer. I always tell people that um, you need to make it sound really good. Uh, that's just sort of a boring technical thing. But if your podcast doesn't sound good, then no one's going to listen to it for more than 10 seconds. Uh, because, you know, I see you with the earbuds and everything. You can't have something in your in your ears that doesn't sound good. You're going to want to you know rip those things off and throw them out in the street. So you got to make it sound really good, sound really professional. Um, I always tell people to pick a uh, schedule and a release date and then stick to it no matter what. So, you know, give a lot of thought to um, what's realistic for you. And if you want to put out a daily news show at, at 10 a.m. every morning, then you got to really think about if you can get that done because you don't want to do it for a few days and then take a few days off. Um, because just like sort of TV, I think people get really used to having their show come out on the day that it's supposed to come out. And a TV show can't just not put out a show one week if they don't feel like it. So think about how much you want to do. Uh, we settled on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Uh, and we have never missed a day in 13 years, which is something we're really proud of. Uh, and then the final piece of advice is just to pick something that you care about. Um, it'll really come through if it's something that you're passionate about and if you care about and it's something that you really like to talk about um, rather than what you think people want to hear. Just speak from your heart and talk about something you're interested in because that'll really uh, I think it becomes pretty infectious when it's something uh, that you're that you're big on. And I see you have very nice setups there. You got the little windscreens and everything. You're all set. Thank yeah, you. Thank so go ahead, Taylor. Yeah. Thank you so much. It is. I would definitely think that audio quality, cause I have a few podcast friends and they all have mics 
And uh-huh. I would definitely think that if you listen to some of the other podcasts that didn't last very long or have been going a while and they haven't gained traction, that is one of the things that you notice is that their mics, they haven't invested maybe some money in mics, which honestly, we were surprised. If you, you don't have to get a mic that sounds good, that is super expensive. Like these mics are yeah. not that expensive and they sound decent. Yeah. Obviously not like yours, but they like sound like not, we're talking through our phones or something. Yeah, I think uh, it's a pretty, um, they call it a low barrier to entry. You don't have to have a ton of money to start your own show. I think that's kind of one of the neat things about podcasting is, um, you know, you can get it hosted for free online. You can get some mics that sound good, like you said, that aren't too expensive. Um, And you can put your message out there. It's really cool. It is really cool. We had on a guy recently and he's self-declared podcast expert. He works at NPR, Eric Newsom. He was talking all about how since his experience in like the 20 years he's been in radio podcasts, radio broadcasting and podcasting, there was like on his book, he wrote, there was a statistic that said there were like 1.3 million podcasts out there now. Oh, wow. That's one of the only statistics that's out out of date from when he published his book about a few years ago. So it's grown. That's a lot. (laughs) That's pretty intimidating, but. I wouldn't let that discourage anyone uh, because, you know, there's an audience out there for, for most anything, I think. It's interesting. As we've been doing more research into marketing for podcasts, there's these things called podcast networks, which I believe your podcast is part of those, one of those, right? Yeah, we've been, uh, we've been on a few over the years um, because um, stuff you should know isn't actually a show that we own. Um, it's a show that we host. So the show itself has kind of been bought and sold a few times. And right now we are under the umbrella of the iHeart Media Network. Um, iHeart is the biggest um, radio provider in the country. I think they have like six or 700 radio stations. So uh, after many years of uh, being owned by everyone from Discovery Channel to some weird internet companies that we're not even sure what they did, we're finally owned by an actual audio uh, network, which is really cool. And we're sort of, um, we're their biggest show on their podcast side, and uh, we've gotten some of our stuff on the radio, and then we promote some of the radio stuff on the podcast, so it's been a really good relationship. Would you recommend, if you own your own show, like joining one of those podcast networks? I don't know how much you can legally say about that, because you're part of one yourself, but what would yeah, you Yeah, I mean, you know, there are all different kinds of ways to go about it. Uh, if you get on a network... It's hard to get on a network, first of all, but um, if you can get on a network, it certainly uh, can help um, get attention um, because they do a lot of cross promotion and you'll find that your podcast will be promoted on other podcasts on the network and that really helps your numbers grow. Um, But there's also something to be said for being independent and sort of being a a master of your own destiny and uh, being able to call all your own shots because once you or with a network, you know, you kind of have to play ball with them and um, sort of work with them. And there are benefits to both. Uh, let's say we we never really had the choice because stuff you should know got so big, um, we just decided to stick with it. But uh, being independent is pretty cool too. That's really awesome. So I think we're almost out of time here. So I wanted to transition to our last two questions. And the first question is. We always ask our guests these, by the way. So what books have had an impact on you and why? Oh, what books? Um, You know, it sounds silly, but the very first book I ever read on my own when I was uh, a little kid was called The Great Christmas Kidnapping Caper. Uh, And it was about some mice who um, 
who were living in the Macy's in New York City and Santa Claus, the Macy's Santa Claus was kidnapped and they had to figure out and solve the crime. Uh, but it was a big kid book. It was, you know, a couple hundred pages and it was the first bucket uh, book I ever read on my own. And that's the book that really um, taught me how much I love to read and how you could get lost in a book. And uh, I remember just not putting it down for days and days and it took me a while to read it. But uh, that one still sticks with me after all these years. And I have a daughter who is almost six now. And uh, I'm going to be reading that to her probably next Christmas. I think she'll probably be able to like stick it out through that one. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. Um, A lot of uh, nonfiction history books I really, uh, really love. I love reading about um, like the people's history is a great book. Um, believe it or not, some of the history textbooks I had, I really love to read. Um, I love to read biographies and autobiographies of musicians. So there's a lot of my favorite musicians. I've read their books and those are cool because not only did you get a good, like in-depth look at the music that you love, but, um, it can be really inspiring. I think to read about the artists themselves and kind of what motivated them. Um, so right now I'm in the middle of reading a really like a 900 page book on the Beatles that I'm really loving, but it's just taken a long time. It's like that big, Um, but I'm really enjoying it because I'm a big Beatles fan. So yeah, those are a few. Yeah. I also really enjoy listening and reading biographies. We recently had on Walter Isaacson, a really well-known biographer and and yeah, he wrote a book about um, Albert Einstein who it, who basically his book inspired me to have Albert Einstein as one of my favorite, as one of my heroes. And you mentioned the poster in the background earlier in this That's episode. awesome. Very so cool. Yeah, I definitely share your love of biographies. Yeah. It's really, really cool. I love it. What about you, Maddie? What do you like to read? Oh, I enjoy biographies. I haven't found a good one yet. I'm really wanting to pick up one of Walter Isaacson's books, like Taylor said, uh-huh. um, I haven't found a great biography that I have really enjoyed and I'm more into fiction, uh-huh. um, kind of like Harry Potter kind of, yeah, um, yeah. but yeah, I love like deep work. I'm kind of a diverse taste. It depends on the book. Yeah. That's cool. I love fiction too. I just couldn't think of any at the time, but yeah, there's nothing better than getting lost in a good novel. Definitely. So this is our last question and it's what advice do you have for teenagers? Oh boy. You know, I'm going to be crossing this road pretty soon with my daughter. So it's something I think about a lot. Um, You know, I think don't be too, well, I don't want to say that because some teenagers like think they um, want to figure it all out for their future at an early age. Like some people know when they're 13 or 14 years old that they want to be a journalist, that they want to be on TV and be an actor or uh you know, be a teacher. Um, and that's cool if you are really, uh, really think you know what you want to do. But my advice would be to not worry about that too much yet, because so much is going to happen to you between your teenage years and when you actually kind of join the workforce. Um, and just keep an open mind to, to experiences uh, and, and maybe changing the path that you think you want to be on if something else speaks to you or if a great opportunity comes along. Um, so that's my advice. Just sort of keep your mind open to, to your own future. And uh, I never thought I would be an old man saying this, but you know, your teachers have got a lot of good stuff to say. And I wish I would listen to my teachers a little bit more um, and not even about the actual classroom learning, but just 
sort of the good advice that teachers can give if you find a, a teacher that you really like. So listen to your teachers, keep your options open, eat your vegetables. Shouldn't I say that? <laughs> <laughs> yes, as someone who is only 14, but has realized how much life can change in just two years of being a teenager. Sure. That's great advice. It really is. What do y'all want to do? Do you oh, know? Man. I have no idea. It would be great to be a podcaster like yourself and like yeah. do and be in the media element. But I mean, it's very hard, as you've said, to go big like you have. So maybe journalism, maybe programming, because I'm into STEM, obviously. Cool. Um, I don't know, honestly. What about you, Maddie? Um, I've always wanted to be pre-med. I would love to become a doctor. That's something I always want to do, but podcasting sounds amazing. Journalism sounds amazing. It's, I have so many things that I want to do. I, I guess I'll see where I land. I love it. Well, you know, you can do whatever you want to do. You can be a doctor who also has a podcast. Uh, you know, there's no, in fact, I'm sure there are plenty of great doctors with great podcasts. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on. It's been wonderful having you on our podcast. I honestly can't believe you, we got you on. Hey, no problem. Anytime. Uh, make sure you send this to me and I'll, I'll push it out and promote it and maybe get you a little more downloads than you might normally get. I'll put the word out. I cannot believe we just had on Mr. Bryant. That was an incredible experience. Seriously, after I emailed him and he responded back, I nearly had a heart attack. And that was a really awesome interview. So I'm so glad that we reached out. Yeah, I, it's, I've been listening to his podcast and I definitely recommend checking it out. He has a very well-known podcast with his co-host, Josh Clark. And they just talk about, as he said, interesting um, information. They're like you, we mentioned during the interview, there was one about squirrels you listened to. I listened to one about skateboarding, even though I have no idea how to skateboard. Um, and there was a, the science of cuteness I was listening to. That one's very yes. fascinating. Yeah, so I would definitely they're, recommend all of their episodes. They're amazing. And we're saying this out of our own free will. This wasn't even something we said that we had to say. So definitely, it's awesome. definitely go check it out. They're awesome episodes. I learned today that squirrels actually land in a superhero pose. So if you ever want to see that, seriously, just search up squirrels landing like a superhero in your space bar or whatever and search it up and go to images and it will, it's crazy. They seriously look like a superhero. So you can yeah. learn tons of interesting stuff from their podcast. So go listen to it. Yeah. I definitely admit that instead of researching for this episode a lot, we were looking at squirrel pictures doing superhero poses. <laughs> We were. Yes, yes, we were. That totally paid off. That was totally. awesome. Yeah, he, I have to say that everyone that we've interviewed is, has been super nice letting us interview them. They've given some great advice, and I've really enjoyed listening to it. The other day, I'm reading the book 1984, which is a well-known, I don't want to say political book, but it's, it's a fiction book well-known for being political. And Sh Dr. Shane O'Mara um, recommended that book. So I've been reading it and it's really, honestly, it's gripping. I like it a lot. It's very suspenseful. It's not boring because I thought it might be boring because it's kind of written um, later and it's has like political themes in it. And I was like, meh, but I actually really like it. It's awesome. So it's been incredible hearing all these suggestions from all these guests and their advice and their books. 
Definitely. I know we keep saying how fantastic like every guest advice is, and I feel like that gets a little repetitive, but it's so true. Like what they say, if you're a teenager should really help you. At least it really helps me. Like what um, he said, what Mr. Bryant said today about how like so much can change and like all that, that that was great advice. Cause just being, like I said in the interview, like being a teenager for two years, how much my life has changed. Like I started a podcast with Taylor, like it's crazy. And so I, I love everything that they're telling all the guests, all the stuff that they're telling us. Cause it's so helpful. It is. And also I feel like sometimes though, when we say it's fantastic advice that I'm being a little goody two shoes and saying, Oh, the adults are giving awesome advice. But it, I actually genuinely like it. I'm not being that kid in class that's the teacher's pet or something. Like, I actually do enjoy the advice. Same. Funny. He said, eat your vegetables, and I thought that was hilarious. Although I was muted, so he didn't hear me laugh. Hey, you should. Everyone, eat, go eat your vegetables. You need to grow <laughs> strong and healthy. No, I definitely feel like that kid. <laughs> yeah, it's... I haven't actually read the book he recommended, but it sounds awesome like very funny so I will definitely go check that out (laughs) same yeah so announcement section we have our website aimingforthemoon.com it's a podcast log so we have podcast logs which talks about what it's like running a podcast obviously we don't have as much experience as Mr. Bryant does um but hey hey it's like he's not a teenager and running a podcast so that's kind of our perspective when we write them they're just short paragraph maybe um, not formal at all. T- definitely go check those out. We have merch on our website. So if you want to pre-order some stuff, we have sweatshirts, stickers, t-shirts. I think that's all. We partnered with Art by Harp on that. Get, definitely go check out her website. She does great graphic design. She's also my sister, so I'm a little bit biased. But honestly, but still, it is really, really good. I would is. definitely really go is. check that out. Um, yeah. Will you say all the other stuff we do? Um, Go check us out on Instagram and Twitter at aiming the number four moon. Um, Our YouTube channel is the aiming for the moon podcast. So go check those out. Uh, We post a lot of fun things on Instagram and Twitter about upcoming things that kind of teasers about what's coming out. So definitely go check that out. Yeah. And rate, subscribe, do all that stuff. Share the podcast with your Uncle, you see once a year at parties? Parties. I mean, I guess holidays, not parties. That'd be a little weird. Um, Your grandparents, your friends, your teacher's friends, and your teachers. You don't want to exclude them. Just share it with people. We would love that. It helps a lot. And like I said, rate, subscribe, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, subscribe on YouTube, like Maddie said. And don't forget, set your sights high and aim for the moon.